0: Next up on the Renaissance Man podcast, we have award-winning actress and comedian, Monique, who has a Netflix comedy special coming out soon called My Name is Monique. Coming up, I'll talk to this living legend about her breakout role in the classic TV show, The Parkers, how she finally found peace with director Lee Daniels after all they went through and why she's a huge fan of her character goldie on my favorite show BMF. up next monique let's go another
1: day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help
0: Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. A show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. This week's theme is stand-up. And I know it's Black History Month, but I like to do this every day and year-round. And that's give particular attention to figures who have made their voices heard time and time again. Dr. Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, Muhammad Ali, and so many more leaders, artists, inventors, and entrepreneurs. They stood up for their beliefs and ideas so the rest of us could too. I try my best every day to acknowledge these change makers by their words of wisdom, by using my platform to share their views and values, and by featuring living legends, in particular from the Black community, on this very show. And oh man, this week we didn't disappoint. My next guest is the definition of being your own biggest advocate. She not only survived being blackballed by Hollywood and came out on the other side, she took that time to reinvent herself, thrive and never stop standing up for herself. Coming up, I talked to Monique about the TV idols who inspired her, how she looks back on the legacy from her award-winning film, Precious, And what she realized was really important during her time away from the industry. Up next, Monique. My next guest is an actual icon and living legend. SAG Award winner. Golden Globe winner. Academy award-winning actress and comedian who's had one of the longest and varied careers in the industry. She's contributed to stand-up, TV, movies, and of course, the culture. Her first ever upcoming Netflix special is called My Name is Monique. And she's making her grand return to my favorite television show. BMF, it is my honor to welcome the groundbreaking, the trailblazing, the iconic Monique to the Renaissance Man podcast.
1: All I can say is wow. Like I'm like, who are he talking about? <laughs> 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 oh my goodness, Jalen. Thank you so much, baby. I have to say, I think that is one of the um
0: most appreciated introductions.
1: Thank you, you, brother.
0: Yes, ma'am. And well-deserved. And before we dive into your new projects, because you have so many and well-deserved, I just want to say congratulations on this new chapter of your career. The way you've continued to be able to reinvent yourself with class, it is all well-deserved. But before you came to Monique, you are today. You were just a little girl growing up in Baltimore. Give me a snapshot of what your childhood was like there. You know,
1: I had a really good girlfriend named Cherie Smith, right? So I can just give you a snapshot of my childhood to sum it up. And I would go over to her house when we were little girls, and I would sit at the kitchen table, and me and her would be talking. And her mother came in the kitchen and said to me, when you grow up, either you're going to get your ass whooped a lot, or you're going to make a lot of money with your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) If that sums it up, I I think that um, what you see of me, Jalen, is what you get. You know, of course you grow and you evolve, but the spirit and the personality, who I am right now at 55 years old,
0: I believe I was that at five years old. Which comedians or actors did you admire growing up?
1: Of course, Richard Pryor. Mm. LaWanda
0: Page.
1: Flip Wilson. You know, um Isabel Sanford, George Jefferson, you know, and one of my favorites, who I think was a lot of our dads, even though I had a dad, was John Amos from good Time. No doubt, like it was something about that man baby when I tell you he had everything that a black man was supposed to have mm-hmm. to raise a family, so yeah. it was those it was those seventy seventies legends. Mm-hmm. That made me say thank you for them ones that took the time out to really make sure they left us with something.
0: And those shows for me were an iconic snapshot of television to me that embodied different layers of the black family that yeah. we just don't see anymore. Yes. Great writing, great acting, great production. And so what were you garnering as you got a chance to digest some of those great shows like Richard Pryor comedy album was classic I remember listening to that as on a component set with a 33 when I was growing up you see what I'm saying that's classic youngsters. y'all know nothing about that and when she talking about good times and Sanford and Son and the Jeffersons like how did that inspire you okay so remember on um the
1: Jeffersons, Wheezy always had on these beautiful caftans, right? And as a little girl, I was like, wow, when I grow up and I become a wife, mm-hmm. I want to wear those be- because she wore them just coming out the bedroom. It was just no like, this is what it is.
0: No doubt.
1: So as this little girl, I couldn't wait, Jalen, to grow up to become this woman that when I came out the bedroom, I came out in my pretty mm-hmm. gowns and my pretty things. So, you know, it, it's so much to say what inspired me. I appreciated Florida Evans, and it's mm-hmm. funny that we call them by their TV names, no right? No question. But I appreciated her because she was, she knew how to be a black man's wife. Mm-hmm. She knew how to stand her ground, but she knew when to back down. Mm-hmm. You know, she knew that she could talk to her children, but she knew James had the final word. Mm -hmm. It was things like that for me as a child watching. It's like, okay, so this is what it's supposed to be. I believed it. I trusted it. Though my parents were together all of my childhood life, all of my adult life, but I believed her Mm -hmm. and what she did. So those are the things for me that I still hold on to right now.
0: When was the moment that you realized that you were make a career in entertainment
1: I was born December 11th, 1967 at 10:38 a.m. That is the moment Jalen. <laughs> <say he laughs> <I am, baby. laughs>
0: that's what I'm talking about. that's what I'm talking about confident from the beginning that you was going to make something out of yourself.
1: you know and, and I'll say this to you too. you know how you have people that are gifted and people that are talented. Mm. and when you're given a gift it guides you to that place that like you have there's nothing you can do to stop it except for stop it mm. but there was nothing you could do to get in jalen Roseway way except for mm-hmm. you to get in your way because it was correct. a gift correct you know so i think that we come with it and and we get the universe guides us right along that journey until we get to where we're supposed to expose the gift
0: Can you acknowledge, because so many people want to be athletes, so many people want to be actors, so many people want to be into entertainment, but they don't understand the sacrifices and the time and the energy that it takes to pour into your career. What is one of the biggest sacrifices you think that you needed to make or change in order to put yourself in position to chase your dreams?
1: I think one of the sacrifices I made, Jalen, that I still deal with today is with my oldest son. Mm -hmm. And it was that relationship because I wanted fame so much and I wanted to be able to Give my son, quote unquote, everything I thought Mm. my parents didn't give me. So if that meant that I can't come to your school, if that meant that I can't Mm -hmm. be there, if that meant that I can't read you a bedtime story, well, I'm Mm. trying to make it better. Not understanding that the nurturing was missing. Mm. You know, and I think that, I don't think that I'm unique in that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because we're trying to get it so much and so bad that if you got 75 games on the road, what you going to tell your babies? Correct. Because you see the house y'all live in, you see the school you go to. So Mm -hmm. you have to say to yourself, what am I willing to sacrifice? Mm -hmm. So I think for me, that's the biggest thing that, you know, if I had to do it all over again, I would have been far more nurturing. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have stayed so long at the the meeting. I wouldn't have stayed Mm -hmm. so long at the party. So I Mm -hmm. think for me, that was the biggest sacrifice.
0: Thank you for your candor. And to be honest with you, it reminds me of a conversation that I recently had with my oldest daughter, who's now 22. Her name is Mariah, and she's doing an amazing job. She just graduated from Georgia. She now works with the Atlanta Hawks. And she was talking to me about the times when I was on the road, the times when I was there, when she needed me the most at a, a time when she was in high school and so for you to say that i appreciate that and i hope that you guys continue to nurture that relationship and continue to spend that quality time but also i want to acknowledge there's so many things that you've done that i could just recall like being a part of classics like the the Park is that was a classic you know what I'm saying? So, so talk to me about that experience being a part of that show, I believe, for five years.
1: That was my first introduction into a place called Hollywood, Jalen.
0: Mm.
1: That was um one of the greatest and one of the most challenging experiences of my life. Mm. The greatest was being introduced to this woman named Nikki Parker, mm. and Nikki Parker was fearless. Mm-hmm. So Nikki Parker grew Monique. Mm. I don't know if Monique would have done some of the things that Nikki Parker did, but because Nikki Parker did it, Monique now cannot do it because mm. she was just that woman. And then to meet this young lady, Countess Vaughn, who played my daughter and 25, 28 years later, we still have that relationship. Mm -hmm. The challenging part is, is to see your image on television Mm. every day, all over the world
0: Mm.
1: and hope that you are treated fairly when it comes to syndication. I'll say that, yes, you know, so we're I am grateful for that opportunity because I can remember Jalen dropping my grandbaby off at school, right mm-hmm. and there were three people in this car there was a little boy, there was his mama, and there was her mom, mm-hmm. and all three of those people knew me differently, mm. Mm-hmm. I was so honored because everybody called me something. It was like, that's Nikki Parker. <laughs> that's Monique. <laughs> that's the lady from the Red Rugrats. I was all these different people. I was like, <laughs> you know, so just, you know, the, the Parker's baby was, um, when my grandson, I give you a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there watching TV one day and I turn on the Parker's and he looks and he says, Oh, Nikki, that's you. <laughs> and I say, Yes. So in his little two-year-old mind, he's not, he's like, okay, but you're right here. Correct. So then he looked for a minute and he said, Well, where am I? Because if you're in there, I've wow. got to be in there with you, baby. <laughs> because, you know, that show will be around when I'm long gone. And there will be somebody in my family that will say, That's my great, great, great grandma.